0: Welcome to The Grange Point, where we hang out and talk about the latest news in science technology and how they relate to your everyday life. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Scientists of Australia. We're a youth organisation aged 15 to 25 whose work is to promote science to the youth of Australia. This week you find out about an interesting solution to one of the world's challenging problems. Everybody drinks something. Water, tea, coffee, chai, you name it. We all have our beverage of choice. We have to drink to survive. But carrying that cup full of liquid can be a difficult task, and the winners of this year's Nobel Prize 2017 in Fluid Dynamics investigated just that. It's mid-September, and you know what that means. It's time to celebrate the achievement of great scientists from across the world, whose research has helped provide answers to questions that have long puzzled humankind, help push forward the boundaries of what we know science to be, and help shed light on topics that sometimes people never thought to even bother questioning or investigating. Yes, that's right. It's not Nobel Prize No, that's, that's later. No, it's time for the ignoble Prizes. A set of prizes, coordinated by the Annals of Improbable Research, a journal, and together with Harvard University, MIT, and a number of other universities, are awarded since 1991 to honour achievements that first make people laugh, and then make them think and with that mission statement the ignoble prizes have been awarding awards with some entertaining but insightful scientific research and we here at Lagrange Point have also been covering them for years as well and without further ado we're going to get into this year's winners or a selection of those and find out what research they did that made us all laugh and think. Prize for Fluid Dynamics was awarded to some researchers from South Korea and the United States, who undertook a study into the dynamics of something that plagues pretty much everybody in their daily life. Whether it be a glass of coffee to a cup of tea, or maybe even a glass of wine, beer, you name it, we all carry glasses with liquid in it from time to time, and, well, inevitably we want to move when we have that glass of liquid. The end results can often be devastating, particularly to those with white carpet. Yes, liquid can spill out of those cups and cause all kinds of manners of mess on the floor. And no matter what we do, we can't seem to really avoid the spills as they happen. And so Jiwon Han, who at the time of writing this paper was at the Korean Minjuk Leadership Academy at Gangwon Do in Korea, who's later moved to a further university for postgraduate research in the United States, undertook a study on the coffee-spilling phenomenon in the low-impulse regime. And for that, they were awarded the Fluids Dynamics Prize for the Nobel Prizes for 2017. Now, this actually is a serious paper published in the journal The Achievements in Life Sciences, volume number 10, number 1 for 2016. And it's actually quite a fascinating study. But before we get into the details of Jiwon Han's investigative research and the methods that they use and most importantly what you're all waiting for the actual findings how do we avoid spilling coffee or other liquids we need to go all the way back to 2012 because this problem is not a new one this problem has been around for aeons ever since we developed civilization to the point that we needed cups ancient sumerians in mesopotamia as they developed their newly formed beer and tried to deliver it to their table to drink probably had exactly the same problems as we do today. So in 2012, Maya and Krishnikov published a paper in the Physical Review called Walking With Coffee, Why Does It Spill? And for this ground piece of research in 2012, they were awarded the Fluid Dynamics Prize, the Nobel Prize for Fluid Dynamics in 2012. And that that formed a very interesting starting point for a lot of other research in this topic to come. So we'll talk a bit briefly about what they discovered in 2012 before getting to what ji Wun Han discovered in 2016. So when we think about cups of coffee, one of the major reasons why they spill is that you have a human and they're carrying an object. And there's a lot of different joints and linkages to get to your hand. Then when you move along, walk, there's oscillations introduced to your body, the vibrations from the step and so on. And this passes all the way through your shoulder, your elbow, your wrist, to the cup. Then inside the cup, there's a liquid. And that liquid will then slosh around internally based on all these combinations of vibration. At essence, it's not only a fluid mechanics problem, but it's also a complicated physics problem as well. So in 2012, Meyer and Krishnikov actually undertook, with the help of some brave volunteers... Cups of coffee, well, probably many cups of coffee, and some high-speed cameras. They made people walk in front of these high-speed cameras in various different ways, carrying cups of coffee normally, either focused on spilling or not focused, or just walking normally. And they got them to walk in a straight line path and tried to simulate and understand what could go wrong in the various parts of the problem. There's of course a lot of different things you have to consider. The cup in is effectively a three-axis system with xyz and then there's obviously pan tilt and yaw which is all the rotations around the different axes that can be introduced Now there's really three different kinds of motions in the coffee cup that happen there's the side to side sloshing there's the forward and backward sloshing and the upward down motion of walking and the end result of all these things is that you introduce all kinds of swirling activity inside the cup. And that is what results in the spill. It's the interplay between these three different types of motion that are happening at once inside this cup. And you actually can model this pretty interestingly with all the different types of oscillations and add those curves together. And what they found was about after five seconds or so, generally the curves compound to a point where the oscillations become unstable and slosh out. But the major finding of this work from 2012 by May and Krishnikov was that the initial sloshing amplitude is what really triggers the whole thing. And that initial sloshing amplitude is basically the start of the first big wave of oscillation or vibration. And everything after there goes downhill rapidly. If your initial sloshing amplitude, the vibration or oscillation of the system to begin with, is quite low, then you have longer until the spill happens. If that initial sloshing amplitude is really high, if that if the level in the cup is already all over the place, once you start walking, that cup will spill very rapidly. And this makes sense to a certain degree. Of course, things like the slosh height, the height or the free height left in the cup will make a huge difference in whether or not you'll have a spill. If you've got plenty of room left in the top of your cup, there will still be... You'll be able to walk at a very difficult way with lots of oscillations, and vibrations, but it won't spill because, well, you know, effectively there's infinite room up the top for it to slosh around. If you feel it too much, then you have no slosh height as a buffer zone and you will spill. So the authors at that point suggested, well, the best way to avoid sloshing would be to do a couple of things. Make sure that you accelerate slowly when you walk. Don't just grab your cuff and jet off because that will give you a really, really high initial slossing amplitude. Smooth your motion, so that you start walking slowly, and thus, once you're at speed, you can keep going at a relatively fast rate, but from the cup's perspective, you got there gradually, so there's less instability in the system. So that's the easy fix. They also suggested maybe we could modify cups to have some padding on the sides so they could absorb sloshes, or maybe rings inside the cup to help break up the oscillation. But I don't think that's going to be accepted by cup designers any time in the future. So the best bet, according to May and Krishnikov, was to slow down your motion. And that won them the Ig Nobel Prize in 2012 for fluid dynamics. But it still left a lot of questions. And that is where the research of Ji Ha comes in. research was to look at whether or not harmonics or the geometric nature of the cup or vessel had a really large factor on the type of vibration and spillage that was seen inside the liquid. Put it in other words, does the cup make a difference to how much I spill? And the answer is actually very simply yes, it does. And you can do this quite easily. Or at least that's what he did to start got a mechanical vibration unit that could specifically vibrate at certain frequencies. And he filled cup of coffee, just a regular mug, and put that same coffee into a wine glass, a red wine Bordeaux shaped glass, which is the one with a narrow top and a wider bottom, and subjected them to the same levels of vibrations with the same amount of liquid. And interestingly enough, uh, at two hertz, for example, the coffee was relatively stable and normal in the coffee mug, but the coffee in the wine glass was vibrating and spilling all over the place. But if you did it at four hertz a higher frequency of vibration the coffee was vibrating crazily and the wine glass was fine and this actually comes back to the geometric properties of the mug and how they actually adjust the vibration that you see but the problem really is that no one size fits all deals with the problem of vibration and in fact the type of vibration we introduce when walking is moti It has more than one mode and thus you end up with weird kinds of harmonic interactions. So just carrying all your coffee in a wine glass and walking at four hertz is not really a solution here. So the invest- area of investigation that Ji Wenhan focused on was impulse. And there's two types of regimes, low impulse regimes and high impulse regimes. In a low impulse regime, Uh, The coffee is considered vibrating around like a periodic function. In the high impulse regime, the coffee cup is all of a sudden very momentary and aggressive. That's what we talked about earlier. That's the really sharp, sudden accelerations. It's really hard to model and often leads to spilling. So low impulse regimes is generally how most of us try and carry our coffee, just naturally and intuitively. Now, as we talked about before, the, the effective cup height makes a lot of difference. But realistically, it's not really under the control of the cup designer and people like to have cups that are relatively full so they don't have to keep getting up and down again. So we did research. They actually focused on a couple of things. The first was to investigate if holding the cup differently could help smooth the vibrations in different ways and if there was some kind of optimum way to hold the cup that minimised the types of instability introduced by walking. The next was to see if there were any other types of changes that could be introduced to the cup and if things like foam or things on the top surface of the coffee could help dampen the impact of spilling. Now the great part about all these three different things is that you could both simulate these using mechanical and thus computational models of a single oscillating pivot pendulum or a double pendulum and you can also then measure them in real life based on putting a phone with its accelerometers turned on sitting atop a coffee cup, and that's exactly what they did. Now, interestingly enough, the studies of walking around with a coffee cup and your phone sitting over the top of it to measure the accelerations helped researchers identify in which axis the most significant magnitudes of oscillation were occurring, or being introduced into the cup, and that was the z-axis, the vertical axis. And that's mostly because the up and down motion is pretty much the dominant force. This this aligns with previous research by Ponser and et al. from 2009 that showed the z-axis oscillation is often synchronized with lower lower body movements. And what they found is when they analyzed the frequencies using fast Fourier transforms is that the actual wrist motion is where a lot of these additional oscillations are being introduced. In particular, the second harmonic frequencies of around... 3.5 3 to, 0.5 to 4 Hz actually also line up with the resonant frequency of the coffee cup. So bad news, the natural wrist oscillations have a harmonic that lines up with the coffee cup, which can lead to a lot of spills. And for the z-axis, the up and down vibration, there's a dominant frequency around 1.7 Hz, which is not exactly close to the 4 Hz resonant frequency of the cup, but the harmonics of that are so how do you suppress this resonant? How do you change this frequency that's being seen here? Well, simple enough, you could just walk backwards because actually walking backwards dampens a lot the up and down motion that you see significantly reducing that amplitude and thus leading to a more stable cup and a more stable contents inside it. The problem with that is that, well people tend to not like walking backwards everywhere. It's not really a practical solution. A more practical solution would be just to change the way that the cup is held. So instead of holding the cup by the handle on the side and using that wrist in a complicated motion, you could instead hold it with a claw hand posture from the top. So basically, have your hand outstretched in the claw facing downwards and grab the cup from the top and carry it like that. Now, the interesting part about this is that now your wrist is acting as a dampener and your hand is effectively oscillating and wobbling to keep itself stable, rather than holding it at the side where you're introducing this up-down motion with a jerk from up and down. And when you do that, that has a great effect on actually dampening the vibrations and oscillations in the liquid because your wrist now is absorbing a lot of that oscillation, not the cup itself, and that is pretty exciting. So holding it in a claw hand motion is one of the best ways, according to the research done here, to actually dampen spillage from your cup. But another way is to add a foam layer to the liquid surface. And if you've had a cappuccino, the good news is that actually that's helping it avoid spilling. This has been extensively researched previously by people such as Saurot, Bologna, Capello, Dressere, and Stone in 2015. And they found that, uh, well, when you have a foam on the surface, it actually significantly dampens side-to-side vibration. As Johan Han replicated this in his study, it pretty much triples the dampening that they saw there. The only problem with dampening with foam is that you need to make sure your foam is edible. So milk foam is probably your best bet. But if you don't like foamed coffee or you're not able to make foamed coffee or tea or whatever, it's not really that practical. Now the third method would be to, of course, change the cup to be designed in such a way that the liquid doesn't oscillate and spill over as much and has a different resonant frequency, one that doesn't line up with the natural frequencies of walking. And you can do that if, for example, you instead of having one big cylinder cup, you had a cylinder cup filled with lots of little cylinder tubes. Now, you still have the same amount of liquid as before, but the resonant frequencies of all that liquid is much, much different. And the end result is much less spillage. The Problem is, cup makers are less likely to jump on board that significantly complicated Cup manufacturing method. And besides, it's just painful to clean. So, if you want to avoid spilling coffee, tea, wine, you name it, you're probably better served by grabbing your cup from the top in a claw hand type posture than you would be by otherwise holding it from the side. The alternative is to just not fill your cup as much or maybe start your motion slowly. All these things will certainly help you avoid spilling unnecessarily any liquid out of your drinking vessel. And for that, jiwon Hart has been awarded the 2017 Fluid Dynamics Ig Nobel Prize. This has been the Young Scientists of Australia's podcast, The Grange Point. This week we found out about some simple solutions to avoid spilling liquids in cups, including holding it with a claw-like motion, moving and starting slowly, as well as maybe designing a better coffee cup.